Hello everyone, it's Dr. Dave. Hopefully you're all doing well. You had a great week. You're enjoying yourselves. You're creating some great experiences. I'm coming at you from the Toronto Neck and Back Pain Clinic with your daily health update for Friday, November the 23rd, 2018. Have a pretty neat daily health update for you today. Six uh, interesting, I think, areas of information based on some research and literature up to date and current we don't feed you any old information everything we do is current and we look at six different areas mental attitude health alert your diet and exercise chiropractic and wellness or prevention today we're going to look at how trust can predict mortality we're going to look at air pollution and how it's tied to lung health vitamin a is that something you should consider during pregnancy exercise Is it good for stress and anxiety? How about smoke alarm with a mum's voice? Does that work better than the beeping or the squelching kind? (laughs) And how about back pain? Does it affect mortality? All right, so today we're looking at mortality a lot and um, some interesting correlations should be fun. We're not gonna treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any illness or disease with our time together today. However, because we share such interesting and relevant tidbits of information, you just never know what decision you'll be able to make, what action you'll be able to take today to help improve a health concern that you have and or preserve your health for the future. Make sure that you don't run into any health problems down the road, that would be amazing. An analysis of survey data collected from over 25,000 adults between 1978 and 2010 suggests there's an association between trusting others and increased longevity. The study author explains that whether or not you trust people, including strangers, makes a difference of about 10 months in terms of life expectancy. That from the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health, October 2018. So... Not only being trustworthy so that you live your life congruently, but expecting or uh, believing that others are trustworthy and uh, that you trust others will increase your longevity. Ten months, that's pretty significant just for one uh, outlook on life and other people. And I think there's some merit to that, especially in North America, based on my experience, that we probably have a lack of trust. We always wonder what somebody wants or what they're up to and uh, we want to do it ourselves. Uh, Nobody does it like us. If I want to get it done right, I have to do it myself. And some of these attitudes can definitely be impacting our health and wellness because they're not positive and supportive of interaction, healthy interaction with others. Now, sometimes there's probably merit in those concerns, um, but having that concern but still operating with trust is probably a healthier perspective and uh, apparently better for your health and even your longevity. So that's kind of cool. So today, practice being trustworthy of others and be a trustworthy person yourself and uh, we'll be making our communities a better place. Our communities uh, are sometimes smothered in air pollution depending on where we live and um, those air pollution exposure rates depending on what the smog alert is like is tied to asthma emergency room visits. A study that reviewed data from 54 countries concluded that exposure to traffic-related air pollution contributes to between 9 million and 23 million asthma-related ER visits around the world each year. The lead researcher says that our findings suggest that policies aimed at cleaning up the air can reduce the global burden of asthma and improve respiratory health around the world. That from the Environmental Health Perspectives, October 2018. 
fundamentally your body requires various uh, sources of nutrients in order for it to survive and on a very basic level there's three of them one is uh, clean water good source of water the other one is clean source of nutrients uh, from our food and then the last one is clean air uh, which fuels uh, the cells in our body which supports the health of our tissues which supports the health of our function and we know that on the daily health update we focus on function food and fitness and uh, fitness helps drive that air into the cells and it pushes out waste in this case oxygen in carbon dioxide out on a very basic level and um, getting uh, into an air pollution situation or a smog related environment uh, doesn't provide for a good source and that can affect uh, health and wellness especially asthma as that uh, air pollution has irritants which uh, cause a reaction in the airway and it can make it difficult to breathe for many so uh, air pollution yes let's uh, clean up our world and make sure that our bodies are healthier for it on the diet side of things sometimes we look at supplementation sometimes a contentious issue with people the sub do supplements work don't they work and uh, there is a lot of research that supports the fact that it does and in this case uh, they're finding that vitamin a is important during pregnancy Past research has shown that if a woman consumes a vitamin A supplement during pregnancy, her child may have a reduced risk for developing childhood allergies. That from the Immunology Letters Journal, October 2018. So asthma itself, as we just mentioned, is a sensitivity issue, an overreactive airway. And uh, perhaps uh, vitamin A during pregnancy uh, could support a better outcome with that lung function if it comes from sensitivities or allergies to different irritants. But other allergies have become more prominent in society as well, and uh, this could be one method for one source of some kind of link between where those allergies may be coming from and being able to treat and rid children of those allergies. Uh, preventatively is that vitamin A during pregnancy. So interesting study there. Exercise gets that oxygen in and out of the tissues. It also gets nutrients in and out. It uh, helps us maintain an ideal body weight. It makes us uh, feel good because it counteracts stress and anxiety. And uh, if you're walking the globe, um, especially in North America, you probably have encountered some stress and anxiety. Stress is uh, basically due to a stressor that um, exists and is real. Anxiety is typically a stressor that exists and uh, is not so real, uh, is more of a perceived concern or worry um, uh, and tied to sometimes a fear. So stress and anxiety, similar in terms of body physiology, but different in actual definition. The Anxiety and Depression Association of America reports that exercise can help preserve mental fitness and reduce stress and anxiety. The association offers the following suggestions to help get you started. Jog, walk, bike, or dance three to five times per week for 30 minutes a session. Set small daily goals and aim for daily consistency. Experiment with different exercise routines to find what fits you best. Use music, audiobooks, or podcasts to help the time pass faster. Recruit a friend to work out with you and be patient when starting a new fitness program. That from the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, October 2018. Motion is life, life is motion. Much of the cognitive function, your brain health, 
comes from stimulation from movement of the body especially the spine and uh, when you get out and exercise can because of that correlation through your nervous system counteract the effects of stress and anxiety it's hard to escape stress and anxiety avoiding it is not necessarily the way to live but knowing how to adapt and deal with those daily stressors is important and one of the ways is to participate in some kind of regular exercise routine so if you're looking for any motivation there you go get out there today and uh, plug into some kind of exercise routine So your smoke alarm now in uh, North America, at least in Ontario, I believe, it's necessary to have a working smoke alarm in every single bedroom, as well as I believe every floor of a home. Uh, Maybe depending on square footage, you might even need more than one if you're blessed with a big home. Uh, Interestingly enough, the smoke alarm with a mum's voice will wake kids quicker. Younger children are more likely to be awakened by a smoke alarm that uses their mother's voice. In this study, which included 176 elementary school-aged children, researchers found that a sleeping child was about three times more likely to be woken by an alarm that's programmed with their mother's voice than a traditional high-pitched alarm. The lead author writes that these new findings put us one step closer to finding a smoke alarm that will be effective for children and practical for parents. That from the Journal of Pediatrics, October 2018. I don't know if you've ever heard a smoke alarm, (laughs) but uh, definitely good to have one perhaps then in each bedroom because I don't really know how someone could sleep through one of those if you had it right there in your room. Um, But... And, you know, as a novelty, perhaps you'd like to install one with mum's voice. Definitely sounds like it would be a safe thing to do. Three times quicker to get up when they hear it can be life-saving when it comes to a dangerous situation like having a fire in your home, which we hope would never happen. So you can ride that information and um, go get some alarms that are programmable with mum's voice. And finally... I can't beat that. That's the most novel thing I think I've ever shared on the Daily Health Update. But one of my favorite things is still back pain and because that's what we chiropractors do every day. And uh, interesting correlation here. You know, the reason people come in is because they are in pain and they don't want to be in pain typically. And then they want to avoid that pain and also get back to doing what they need and want to do every day and feel like they can do it without any complications and as fully as they can do it. They don't want to be restricted by movement uh, or having to be careful because they're worried about creating pain again. But interestingly enough, back pain can also affect mortality. Using data from a long-term study involving postmenopausal women, researchers identified a link between frequent persistent back pain and an elevated risk of early death. More specifically, the research team observed that participants with frequent persistent back pain were 23% more likely to die from any cause during the 14-year study. Though further studies are necessary to understand the relationship between persistent back pain and increased mortality risk, the researchers hypothesized that the disability associated with frequent persistent back pain and its effect on living a healthy lifestyle may be one possible explanation. That from the Journal of General Internal Medicine, October 2018. Certainly highly plausible and many, many patients come in and they explain how their pain, especially their back pain, is keeping them from living an active lifestyle with exercise, for example, but also because they don't feel well, 
and they're not exercising, they may not make the best diet or health or nutrition choices. So there is a downward spiral there and it definitely affects our mood because we know, as we saw in this daily health update, exercise, exercise counteracts your stress and anxiety. But if your back or other body parts are sore and you can't participate in the exercise, then your stress and anxiety levels may be higher. And so this downward spiral that people uh, participate in because of their persistent back pain are 23% more likely to die from any cause based on this research study in this uh, data group. So there's some, certainly some correlation there on your ability to live a healthy lifestyle and the back pain getting in the way of that. So don't let back pain get in the way of your lifestyle. It could be shortening your lifespan plus affecting just your day-to-day quality of life and of course your ability to create those great experiences that you want every day with everything that you do okay your quote for today comes from will rogers even if you're on the right track you'll get run over if you just sit there so a lot of us have ideas we have a desire for improvement in our lives sometimes in our health and we want to make sure that we make that desire a reality by taking action You don't have to get it right. You just have to get it started. It doesn't need to be perfect, but you need to start building it and then you can fix it along the way. You can uh, retarget yourself, but just get some momentum going. Small steps every day. Today's Friday, a more casual day, hopefully in your world. One where you can start focusing on yourself for the weekend and getting to where you want to be and supporting your health and wellness because you live your life through your body and especially your nervous system. By taking care of that system and keeping yourself sharp, You'll be able to have a better interaction with the environment, better to adapt better, able to adapt better, and just create those better experiences when you're healthy. So I'm glad you're here today. Share this daily health update with someone you care about, someone you love, and maybe even with your enemy, because it's only fair. (laughs) And make sure you stay plugged into this health and wellness information. It'll help steer your thoughts and actions in the right direction, taking care of yourself for the long term. We'll be back on Monday to continue that journey and help support your process. We'll look forward to speaking with you then. Now get out there and have some fun. We'll catch you next week.